Hey, Chosen Fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 7 of the Tell Me About It podcast. In this season, we're bringing you the Seasons of Life series, where we interview different guests and friends of ours in different stages of life. We believe in the power of testimony, and the Word makes it clear that we are better together. If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first six seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you would rate us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A nuggets with us. And, and let's, let's get, get this, this party started. Hey, Chosen Girl fam. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About It, Season 7. As you know, this uh, season we've been having a lot of special guests on the podcast, and we really hope that you've enjoyed that with the goal being um, to kind of channel some of the mentorship that Sarah and I have both really been looking forward to. So last week, uh, Sarah interviewed Bethany, and I hope that you enjoyed that chat. And this week, I'm here with my mom. Um, If you remember, if you're an OG Chosen Girl fan, you remember that she was with us uh, several years ago with Sarah and I, both of our moms, together. And um, now she's back again. That, I think that was just maybe right before the pandemic, maybe. Um, so it's it's been a while. So we're glad that, that you'll have a chance to hear from her and some of the wisdom and also just hear about her and her life stage. We know that our, our target audience right now is really that 18 to 35, but we've got some listeners from all across the ages and stages. And we both know clearly, or we all know, that um, a lot of life can happen in your 20s and in this time, and you can experience all sorts of things. And so no piece of wisdom is um, is left out. And so thanks for being here, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, for those of you who have not had the pleasure of meeting my mom in person, I'll tell you that not only is she one of the, the most fun and personalities uh, that it, where I get my sense of humor from, but also she's she's smart and kind and knows the word and one of the strongest people I've ever met. And so I'm really glad that she's here to share some of her wisdom. And so, again, if you've been with us for a while, then you know that um, two years ago, um, we lost my dad back right at the beginning of the pandemic. And so a lot of life has happened in the last couple of years. It's kind of crazy how fast this year has gone. But we wanted to bring my mom on to talk about just her general life experiences, where life has taken her, and uh, just to get some of those nuggets of wisdom that she can share with us that we can carry with us as we kind of go throughout life. So to start us off, mom, what season of life would you say that you're in right now? It's really hard to say because I'm bouncing back and forth. Okay. What do you Um, mean? Of course, I'm raising two grandkids. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm raising a new family, Uh which puts me in the field with 20 and Mm 30-year-olds raising a 10 and a 12-year-old and wondering what in the devil I'm doing, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because... Raising you was totally different. I said, Elizabeth wasn't like this. She wasn't this difficult already. (laughs) So uh, that type of life and also not working outside of the home. Mm -hmm. I am retired. So not working outside of the home, which means not having a a designated to 
place to be every day at a certain time really makes a difference because you have time to get it done or not get it done. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things, things, a lot of times rather, things go undone. Yeah. Did you ever expect that you'd have to balance back and forth or toggle back and forth between these, you know? Never, because I didn't expect uh, to be a, a widow at this time. Yeah. You know, I wanted Cleo and I to live to 100, you know, to, of together, uh-huh. you know, but God saw fit otherwise. Yeah. That's, I think, I think there's a lot of different, you know, things that happen in life that leave people kind of toggling between things. Mm-hmm. You know, what's something that, that is, that has helped keep you grounded um, over the last few years as you've been kind of going back and forth? Well, honestly, the thing that has kept me grounded in the word, actually, mm-hmm. is those two girls. Yeah. Because I have to pray, Lord, what do I need to do? How do I need to do this Mm -hmm. in order to raise them to be what you would have them to be? Mm -hmm. Because I want the very best for them. Oh, yeah. And I want them to have all that I can give them that is right. And there are times, you know, I I have to step aside and say, God, forgive me Mm -hmm. for being angry to the point where I started thinking wrong. And I have to back down. Yeah. You know, so that is a, a great challenge for me right now. Because like I said, you are easy to raise. <laughs> you hear that, y'all? No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I had daddy there. Oh, and all yeah. he had to do was say a word. Uh-huh. But now not having a man in the house. Yeah. And I see now what a tremendous difference it make not having a two-parent home while raising a child mm-hmm. is it's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. So I know on, on past episodes, and y'all, we, we recommend that you go back and listen to those. You talked a little bit about your previous marriage. And for those of you who don't know, we're a, it's a his, mine, and ours kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom had one son. My dad had three. They got married, had me. So there's, we have, it's a Brady Bunch around here, it feels like sometimes. But um, what advice do you have to those women out there that are experiencing like being a single mother? Because you've been a single mother before. Yes, I've been a single mother, a single mother right now. <laughs> My advice is to stay in the word mm-hmm. and stay prayed up. Okay. Because I, I find that when I take time to spend time with the Lord, it's easier for me to deal with the mannerism, with the loud voice, with the stomping, with the I don't want to's. <laughs> it's easier for me to deal with that mm-hmm. because I know me. Normally, I just went off. Yeah. Uh, so stay in the word yourself. And and another thing is that doesn't always mean. Uh, it could be singing songs of praise. Yeah. It could be while you're doing your day, stopping and thinking about somebody else and praying for them. Mm-hmm. It could be calling somebody on the phone and say, hey, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. So it's not always sitting down, reading five or six chapters yeah, and not knowing what you read. Well, sometimes I can imagine that's really hard for single moms to find the time to, to find the time to mm-hmm. do it, but just. When I say stayed in the word, stay in the word, I'm also saying staying prayed up. Yeah. You know, don't forget in the morning when you get up, say, thank you, Lord, for another day. Yeah. It's just that simple. 
because uh, we don't we don't know what what we're going to encounter that day. Mm-hmm. But even still, thank you, Lord, for it, mm-hmm. and go on through your day. Yeah, that's so true, and that's really good advice. Um, what are I mean? What do you think the role of community? in its many different facets. You know, we know that community can look like just friends and sometimes it looks like family and a mixture of all the things. What role has community played um, right now through this season of your life? Actually, none. Yeah? And it's because I've not allowed it to. Yeah. I'm, well, you know me, I'm more of a back seat. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't think so, you yeah. know, with me talking, but I'm, I, I'm like, Okay, this is my business. I'm going to handle it. I'll do it. Yeah. But if you got somebody, now, that's not to say I don't have a few friends that I go to and say, hey, look, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. And if you're talking about that community, it's been great. Yeah. No, that's that. Counts. It has been great because I can go to this friend and say, look, I'm having a bad day. Yeah. And she'll say, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I share it. And the thing is, is when you share stuff, it's not always about uh, getting sympathy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to voice yeah. what you're feeling. And then a lot of times when I voice what I feel, the Lord answers it, gives me the answer. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly what I need to do or what I should have done. Mm-hmm. And then, because there's even times I have to go back to the girls and say, look, honey, I'm sorry. That's a big thing. It is. It is because, hey, you're a child. Yeah. But we do need to, if we know we're wrong or have done something that we should not have done, we should man up and yeah. say, I'm sorry. And then you yourself say, you know, Lord, forgive me. Yeah. You know. No one's perfect. Because we don't want to hurt our children mm-hmm. and we want to always see them doing better and better. So, uh, what you do will affect them, mm-hmm. be it good or bad. Yeah. You know, something that um, comes up a lot when having conversations with a friend of mine that is a, um, a mom of a, of a toddler, he's, I guess he's not a toddler anymore, but he's still before school age, um, is mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit, did you ever feel mom <clears throat> guilt? I know that for, for us that, um, you know, I went to school and right after I, right after I went to school, you started working, and there was a lot of flexibility there. But mm-hmm. did you ever feel mom guilt? Uh, with you, I did not feel mom guilt. Uh huh. Because I knew where you were. You you were basically where I was most of the time, unless you were in school. Uh huh. And even while you were in school and I was doing my job, there were times that I still saw you. Mm-hmm. Now, whereas the girls, when I was working with them, they had days that I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. to field trips and stuff. And yeah, I felt sort of guilty then because I wasn't able to go Yeah, because of the t- type of work I was doing. But now, for instance, uh, where the girls go now, mm-hmm. I'm usually there. Yeah. And so that guilt now is not there because mm-hmm. I'm able to do it. Yeah. But if I was still working there would be some guilt because they would say, well, can you please come? Can you please yeah. come? And I would say, no, I can't, you mm-hmm. know, but now there's no guilt. What about with Lee? Um, you know, during that time in your life when you were between your marriages and, and single with Lee? Well, you got to remember he was between, he was five years old uh-huh. 
and there was no guilt there. Okay. Uh, none. Even though I worked every day, I picked him up. And we had days that we had set aside for fun. Like, for instance, every day I got paid. Uh-huh. Uh, I got paid every other week. Uh-huh. And on the days that I got paid, he knew we were going out to eat. Oh. <laughs> you know? Because we would go to McDonald's and get him something to eat, and then we would go to KFC or Burger <laughs> King and get me something to eat. Uh-huh. And then we'd go home and sit down and we would eat together. Yeah. And he always looked forward to that. Mm-hmm. Because with McDonald's, it was always a prize in that happy meal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there was no guilt there. No guilt at all. That's really sweet. I think it's important to think about. I mean, I know that there's lots of working moms out there, but the the value in setting aside that special time mm-hmm. to to bond with your child is also really important to you. Um, I mean, what for the stage of life that you're that you're in currently? What has been one of the most unexpected blessings that you've experienced so far? One of the most unexpected blessings that. Well, let me see, Not maybe not one of the most unexpected blessings, but an unexpected blessing that I received is uh, Robert Earl coming up here and staying, you know, here in Tennessee with mm-hmm. us. For those who don't know who Robert Earl is. Uh, Robert Earl is my brother. Uh-huh. In uh, March, March 1st of 21, mm-hmm. my brother Malachi passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, that left me with one sibling out of eight. Yeah. And that's Robert Earl. Well, in August of 21, he decided, well, we we talked about it, of course, and Mm -hmm. he came up to live in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And he lives, you know, on our property here. And um, that is a blessing. Yeah. I, I, even though Cleo is not here with me, Mm -hmm. I have an adult that I can talk to. Yeah. Uh, You can. As as an adult, it's difficult to talk to children all the time and oh, yeah. not have an outlet with an adult. Mm-hmm. So that has been a great blessing for me. Yeah. Uh, even if it's about nothing or, or about childhood or, you know, things like that, reminiscing, mm-hmm. uh, enjoying a movie together, it's been a blessing. Yeah, that's so great. Um, what, I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about the role that family relationships have has played in your life and then how that now that you've explained how it the role that it plays right now uh family is everything it really is yeah uh if you have difficulties with your family mend those fences yeah that's good mend those fences and the thing that one of the things that i always said to y'all don't burn your bridges Mm -hmm. you know because you may have to go back across that bridge yeah and if it's torn down, you're going to have a hard way to go. Uh, in saying that, family family's good. For instance, Cleo passed in March. The pandemic started right then, yeah. right as he was uh-huh. passing. And then everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And you, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and Aunt Team, which is my sister-in-law, they stayed here with me until they were forced to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I say forced, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. But that was such a blessing because I had no idea mm-hmm. how I was going to get through it. Yeah. None. Mm-hmm. None. And then, of course, you know, and after all of that, when you all left, you know, okay, 
I can do this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And it was just the girls and I a month before we had to go back to school. Yeah. And of course, when I say we, I went back to school, work to work also. Mm-hmm. And I went through that year. And because and the reason why going through that year is because I needed to make sure that I could m- keep life going mm-hmm. for me and the girls in the same fashion that it had been going all along. Yeah. And once I found that out, I said, okay, I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. And I did. And that, again, that gives me more time with them, uh, to a uh, time for me to do other things as well. Mm-hmm. But family is everything. Stay close to your family because we never know when we'll need our family or when our family will need us. That's good advice. That's really good advice. And I'm, I'm thankful that we have such a, such a close and, and wide-spanning family. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> between uh, you being one of eight and dad being one of ten, there's too many cousins to count, to be very honest. Yep. <laughs> but, um, no, that's that's really great piece of advice. Now, you've talked a little bit about just getting through some of the the hardships after dad had passed. And I agree that it was such a special time. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone... Celery so says, you know, like they're so sorry that, you know, he passed right during the pandemic. And I always say it was a blessing. It was a blessing. Too, because I can't imagine just having to pick up and go back to life like mm-hmm. it was normal exactly. after experiencing such a great loss. And I feel for those that ha- have mm-hmm. had to experience that. And I counted a blessing that we yes. didn't. But um, during that during that grieving time, what was that like for you? Oh, God. Oh. Uncertainty. Yeah. Uncertainty. Lord, what what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. How am I going to do it? How am I going to make it through? Uh, I have no one to help me. It was it was doubt. Mm-hmm. It was fear. Uh, but you know, God tells us to be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just listening to the Holy Spirit. And again, you've got to keep your mind on him. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, uh, and when you do that, I, I promise you, all of you that know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, and he will speak to you. He will comfort you in every area that you need comfort in. Mm-hmm. Anything that you need, yeah. He gives it to me. He give me everything that I need. Mm-hmm. I don't always get what I want. That's true. <laughs> but I get everything I need. And I thank him for that because mm-hmm. that's him fulfilling his word to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was very difficult at first. Yeah. And there are times now it's very hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, certain holidays come up, certain dates come up, birthday come up, and you say... Okay, Lord. But Cleo, I know for nothing in the world would you come back here. And we wouldn't want him to. And I don't want you to. Mm -hmm. Because I know how you suffered. And there's no way on my part I would permit that to happen Mm -hmm. by causing you to come back. Yeah. You know, so I thank God. And and, uh, one of the greatest blessings that happened the night he passed Mm -hmm. was that God allowed us to have three hours with him, mm-hmm. me, you, and all the kids. Yeah. Because, you know, he always said, do not resuscitate. Mm-hmm. But 
by him going to the hospital in the ambulance, I was not there with him. Yeah. When they admitted him. And he forgot to tell him. Yeah. And because of that, when he did code mm -hmm. and they got him settled and everything, and we went in, you were with me. Yeah. And when he looked at me, the first thing he said is, get this out. Oh, I remember that part. He said, get he it out. He was heated. <laughs> and I mean, he was warm. He was. And I told the nurse, and I said, He's, he wanted out. And and uh, the nurse said, well, Miss Sanders, if we take that out, you know, he's going to die. And I said, get it out. Yeah. And he looked at Cleo and he said, do you want it out? And Cleo shook his head, yes. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I had called all the kids and everybody was on this way. Eric, who lives in Colorado, he was on FaceTime at the mm -hmm. time. And they took they took the uh, the respirator thing out and he started talking. Yeah. And God gave us three hours. Yeah. Three wonderful hours. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. Oh, no. You know, no, nothing. Because what it did for me, it helped to give me closure. Yeah. In knowing that he was transitioning mm -hmm. from where he is to glory. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the smile on his face. Oh, yeah. But it was there. Mm hmm And that was a great comfort to me. Mm hmm And then there are times, times I say, Cleo, why in the world did you have to leave me? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I know that in everything that happens in my life mm -hmm. and all of our lives, God has a reason for it. And what we need to do is we need to look and say, okay, God, you did it, but why did you do it? Mm -hmm. And I think when we ask the Holy Spirit, you know, people, some people say, well, don't question the Lord. Hey, that's my daddy. He's not afraid of our questions. That's my daddy. <laughs> and if I want to ask him something, I have a right to. Yeah. And the reason why some people don't do that is because they don't know him as a father mm. or trust him as a father. You know, I mean, and... Uh, Usually when I ask him, okay, Lord, why is this happening? Or what's going on? He will show me. He does show me every time. Mm -hmm. He does. Oh, that's good. He doesn't leave me in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I may stumble around a little while, but then, hey, Something. the light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, that's, I, I love that you said that because I feel like oftentimes, like you said, we are told that we shouldn't be questioning God, but he's he truly isn't afraid of our questions. Mm -hmm. And he, we are not necessarily we're not owed an, an explanation or he's not obligated to tell us why mm -hmm. but he's so kind and loving to, yes. to show us and merciful yeah i mean and very gracious and merciful and you know i think another thing too just being patient mm -hmm. because we both know that there are times when things are happening i mean even even while all of that was happening you know we were i was thankful to be able to see the good in the timing mm -hmm. that we were the last family to use the funeral home and that we were all of our friends and family and everybody that he was yes. able to be celebrated the way he wanted to. Yes. And even though the world was about to shut down and just, just enough time for all of us to be together yes. to mourn and to grieve and to get through it and, and all the things. And so that was one of those instances where I felt like I could see it right away, but there's mm -hmm. also been many in, in across, you know, if you just keep on living where yeah. You'll be asking for a long time. You're like, God, why? why? <laughs> this don't make no sense. <laughs> but in, in, in due time, eventually it's kind of like, oh, 
you know, mm-hmm. it really starts to come around. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about grief. What What do you have to share with our listeners who are in the midst of grief, whether that be a couple of different things, mm-hmm. whether that be grieving the loss of a loved one, whether that be a parent, child, sibling, you know, mm-hmm. a, a figure or loss of a marriage or loss of lost relationships mm-hmm. or opportunities. What do you have to say about grieving in general? Grief itself, one thing we have to remember, mm-hmm. every one of us are individuals. Yeah. We all don't grieve the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are times, even now, I have sat up and just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are times I actually got angry. Uh-huh. Even though I knew that that was best for Cleo, mm-hmm. I got angry because I was alone. Yeah. But... I take that back. I wasn't alone. I've never been alone because I was lonely. Mm, yeah. And there's a big difference, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and no two people, well, most people don't all grieve the same. Mm-hmm. There are some people who can, after a week or so after their spouse or friend or mate die or whatever, they can go and clean out their stuff. Yeah. I'm not one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've not done it yet. I've got part of it done. Mm-hmm. But this, and when I start going through stuff, and then I start laughing at this, remembering this and remembering that, and I have to put it down and leave it alone. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get there. Yeah. But right now, there's no reason that I have to. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult for those who do have to rush and put things together and move things about without without going through the process of grief. Mm-hmm. And and, that, and I know, uh, for me, I thank God that I didn't have to do that. No, oh, yeah, for sure. That I can do it my way. Mm-hmm. You know, like Frank Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> I did it my way. I knew we wouldn't be able to get through the episode without <laughs> you singing something. <laughs> If y'all, if y'all listen all the time, you know that oftentimes on the pod, Sarah and I start off, we're already singing before we can even get a word out. And this is exactly why the apple did not far, fall, fall far from the tree. But no, you're you're right. And it's funny that you mentioned that because um, I was sharing with a, a good friend of mine. She and I both lost her dads in, the, in 2020. And um, when I first moved to Nashville, dad had bought this he loved he liked to wash dishes i hate washing dishes there's no chore that i loathe more than washing dishes cannot stand it it's my least favorite i'll do anything other than that but i he bought me like a gallon jug of dawn dish soap Mm -hmm. and for a long time you know i used about half of it and it takes me a long time i'm a single pringle out here so i'm like i don't use that many dishes and so then I switched to another brand and I still held on to it. And then after he passed, I found myself just filling up that other jug to hold mm-hmm. on to it. Hold the jug. But about two months ago, I got to the point and I was like, I don't need to hold on to it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing miraculous that happened or changed or whatever. And I was like, I'm ready to let go of this mm-hmm. this physical object. Yes. I don't need it anymore. Yes. And there was no, there was no rush. There was no contest to see who could get to that point the fastest. Right. And so, if you went, I say if when you find yourself in that moment of grieving, because we'll all experience it. If you just keep on keep living, on, keep living. That it's 
don't let anyone rush you through your grieving process. Exactly. Take take your space and take your time, mm-hmm. you know, the way you need to. There's there's really no need to rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I heard somebody mention that, you know, that grief is just like misplaced or displaced love. You know, nowhere for it to mm-hmm. particularly go. Um, but for me personally, I know it, it. I find comfort in retelling old stories and remembering good times. And it may seem really difficult at first, but... There's so much love and just holding on to mm-hmm. and recognizing what a gift it was. Exactly. You know, we weren't we weren't meant to be alone. Mm-hmm. And so there's no reason to toss all all good memories and remnants of, of those that we love and cherish out the window. Out the door just because they're no longer here. Right. It's a gift. I know. It's like uh we I was doing something the other day and uh a picture popped up. Yeah. <laughs> and just to look at that picture of and just smile, uh-huh. knowing, you know, how much he cared mm-hmm. and uh, how how loving he was, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but, again, in your own way, yeah, you find a way mm-hmm. to get through grief. But don't allow grief to consume you. Right. That's good. Because there are some that allow it to consume them to the point where they're no good to nobody. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want that, you know. God expects us to pick up and go on, Mm -hmm. but he never told us we had to forget them. Right, right. And so find the things of joy that gave you joy Mm -hmm. in that person and hang on to that. Let the rest of it go. But like I said, you know, I I start going through stuff and I find something that I have to stop, but then I come back. Mm -hmm. And at this point, you know, I haven't finished, but it... It's a work in progress. Right, right. What piece of advice do you have to those that may be realizing that they've been holding on and not moving on? Let go and let God. How? Let go. How do we do that? Father, I'm having a difficult time mm-hmm. turning this loose. Mm-hmm. Help me. Mm-hmm. Help me. The thing that we forget and a lot of us forget, and I even have to remind myself, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. He's my comforter. Okay. And anytime I need help, he's right there, Johnny mm-hmm. on the spot, right there. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm calling on the phone and I'm, and the voicemail pick up. No, he's right there. So we just need to say, okay, Lord, I'm having a very difficult time doing this, mm-hmm. and I know I need to let it go. Help me. Mm-hmm. Help me. <laughs> uh, this is kind of funny. Do you remember the song you used to sing to me? What you just said reminded me of it. Jesus is on the main line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell him what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's a it's a good song. And it's a I didn't realize you know as a as a child it just sounds funny to to say that you know Jesus is on the phone you know pick it up. But <laughs> at, the older I get, not that I'm old, but you know just year by year you you learn more and more mm-hmm. um, that uh, you can you really can call him up and tell him what you want. Tell him what you want. You know, mm-hmm. I love also that you've mentioned about the Holy Spirit being so present. And it's it's very timely. I was having a conversation today about how oftentimes church culture speaks about the Holy Spirit like he does not dwell within us. He's right here. And, you know, it's, it's just like you, you might be in a worship service yeah. and they'll say just like, you know, invite the Holy Spirit to, to, to be here in this space. Mm-hmm. And we if I'm in the space, the Holy Spirit is there. He's here. That was the gift. He's, he's, when the veil was here. torn, that, that yes. was the gift. Yes. Is that he now gets to dwell within us. And mm-hmm. so 
Um, if you have not read the book um, by Francis Chan called Forgotten God, it really just talks about mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and you know how how sometimes within culture we tend to not address him. He is the forgotten God. Mm-hmm. We think about God and Jesus, but we forget that third part of the Trinity the there. Um, so I'm so glad that you brought that up. And so another question that I have is, when when the Holy Spirit's you know has been speaking to you and through you, you know over the course of the last few years, mm-hmm. what is that? What has that felt like? What things, what messages have you continued to hear over and over again, just as a reminder to yourself? One of the main ones is just stand strong. Mm. That's hard. The reminder is nice because it's difficult. Stand strong. Because sometimes I get frustrated when things aren't going as quickly mm-hmm. as I want them to, but it's not about me. Yeah, it's about him. That's good. That's hard sometimes. To, it's very hard. Well, because <laughs> it seems like everything is very egocentric, self-centered, mm-hmm. and we we don't like to say that, but it's but it is. It's the truth. And so to realize that you know even our suffering is for mm-hmm. God's gain, and coming to terms with that. Yeah can really be difficult, but Very I appreciate that. But stand strong. Stand strong. What has, um, has there been, has there been a song or a comfort that you've uh, just kind of indulged in uh, through this difficult time? Believe it or not, the one that has, um, I know the song is, it's at the tip of my tongue. It's on, it's on my shirt with the black sleeves. I don't think I know. Uh-huh. Is it a hymn? Mm-mm, it's a song. It'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. But that one has really helped me mm-hmm. uh, to get through it. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for that. Just something you sing to yourself? I sing it to myself. Mm-hmm. I walk around and I sing it. I sing it at home. At, well, of course I'm at home. I sing it in the shower. I sing it at, at bedtime. Uh, it's just one that I like. Uh, is song. I don't know, but it, I, it's just been a blessing to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it'll it'll come back to you. It'll come back. Um, so through, you know, you've not. Well, we'll just say this, but you you are very seasoned. <laughs> and so, since you are are so seasoned with wisdom and things, um, what general advice do you just have to our listeners? Because we all, you know, we've, as we've mentioned, everyone will experience grief and hardship at some point in their life. You know, you've mentioned being in the word, mm-hmm. um, but what other piece of advice? Trust the Lord. Yeah. And in trusting the Lord, honey, there's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with screaming. There's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, why? Why, Lord, why? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you ask him, give him an opportunity to answer you. Yeah. Because God answers all of our questions. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we have to remember is he promised to supply every one of our needs. Yeah. Not some of them, not part of them, mm-hmm. but every one. They don't always come when you want them to. Yeah. But he will, give, he will answer every one of them. He will give you every, every, everything that you have need of, but you've got to be open to receive it. A lot of times, the reason why we don't get 
what God has for us is because we're closed. Mm -hmm. You need to be in a, in a position so that when God give it out to you, it's there for you. So that means that you yourself must stay in tune with the Holy Spirit who's on the inside of mm -hmm. you. So that when he speak, you know yeah. without a doubt that it is he. Oh, yeah. And we've already talked about it. You're not going to know the voice of a stranger. So if you're not staying in the word, if you don't, if you don't know the word, it makes it real hard to know, to know the voice of God. It is well with my soul. Mm. That was a song? That's my song. Oh, that's a good one. It is well with my soul. And, and I feel like the reason that song is so precious to me now mm -hmm. is because, Lord, any time that you're ready for me, mm -hmm. it's well with my soul. Yeah. Uh, and some of the words, uh, it's peace like a river, contented my soul, you know. And, yeah. And so that that's saying, okay, there's going to be times when everything is peaceful, and then there are times it's going to ruffle up. But even in all of that, it's well. Yeah. It is well. Mm -hmm. It's well with my soul. That's, that's a good old hymn if y'all haven't heard it before. If y'all didn't grow up in church, you need to go look it up. But you know that, I don't know, Mom, if you've heard heard of this song. Um, there's a song called um, So Will I. Um, and it just, essentially the song just repeats that, you know, if, if the wind goes where you send it, so will I. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if the if the mountains bow down in reverence, so will, so I. will I. And that's that feels like a, mm -hmm. like a modern version mm -hmm. of, you know, it is well. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes a lot of... Um, it takes a lot of faith and confidence in the Lord mm -hmm. to get to the point where you have that that peace, yeah. that knowing that it is well. If if even in my suffering, mm -hmm. like it is well. Even on the mountaintops, it is well. In the in the morning and the noontime, you know, it, it is well. Yeah, no matter what, mm -hmm. no matter what you send my way, it is well mm -hmm. with my soul. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm ready to go where you send me. Mm -hmm. ready to follow where you lead me. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, it's all up to you. What, what is the TV show? It's like, where you lead, I will follow anywhere that you tell me to. It's not even a, it's not even a Christian song, but I'm like, that's that it, song. Yes. What, I same think, thing. <laughs> it's same the same thing. I can't remember. If y'all remember what show that is, please let us know on, on um, Instagram or, or Facebook. But... Um, yeah, that's that's one of those being willing to mm -hmm. being willing to follow. And I think another thing we haven't necessarily touched on um, is how much that caused. Like you have to put yourself to death, you know, um, death to yourself daily. That daily, if you because if, our, if our, you don't die to self, uh -huh. you will kill yourself. Oh, yeah, okay. you run yourself ragged because you can wear yourself down to the point where you're no good for nothing. And when we get to the point where we are no good for nothing, there's nothing for the Lord to do but to take us on out. Mm. So we don't need to do that, but we need to be available to do all that God has for us to do, regardless of when it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I know that we're, we're running up on short on time, but there's one big question that I have been asking all of our um all of our guests, because we're talking about just, it's a season of seasons. If you had to, um, if you had to, to sum up 
this last season of your life as a seasoning. Mm-hmm. You know we love seasonings. Oh, girl, we yeah. love to cook around here. Mm-hmm. If you had to sum up this season as a seasoning, which one would you pick? Salt. Salt. Okay. Salt. Why? Keep the flavor going. Mm-hmm. Keep the flavor going. Mm. Without salt, it's very bland. Yeah. But if you keep it salted, don't oversalt it. Mm-hmm. And don't undersalt it. Mm-hmm. But keep your eyes on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good flavor every time. <laughs> be ready to chow down. But when we oversalt it, uh-huh. hey, we're going the opposite direction. And the Holy Spirit has to bring us back. Yeah. Then sometimes... We go way under. That's when depression sets in. Uh And that's another thing that happens during uh, grief. Yeah. It's depression. And when that's set in, the Holy Spirit has to bring us back to that good old salt and everything tastes good. Mm -hmm. So the seasoning for me would be salt. Salt. It enhances everything. There's a reason it says be salt of the earth. You know, for, for a good reason. Mom, anything else you want to share with our listeners today? Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. The only thing I can say is keep your eyes on the Lord. Yeah. Because no matter what happens, be it good or bad as we think, Mm -hmm. God is in control. Amen. He's in control. And he promised to never leave us nor forsake us. us. So whatever you're going through, Mm -hmm. he is right there. When I say he, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit now mm-hmm. because he's on the inside. Yeah. And he won't leave you. Never, mm-hmm. ever, ever. Ah, oh, that's so good. That's a word for somebody. Y'all, thanks so much for joining us for another episode. Sarah and I will be back with a very special guest next week. We know that you are going to absolutely love her. Um, thanks for joining us again this season. If you haven't already gone back and binged some of our old um, episodes, we encourage you to do that. But also, um, Please leave us a rating um, wherever you listen to your podcast and check out our Instagram and Facebook pages. Um, If y'all have any prayer requests or recommendations or anything you'd like to see more of from us, please don't hesitate to shoot us um, a direct message on Instagram. We love to hear from y'all. As always, thank y'all so much for joining us for Tell Me About It Tuesday, and we'll see you right back here next week. Bye. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girl Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday. Let's see how we sound. Good morning, baby. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it on. You're so Let's get it on. <laughs> the what now, sister? I'm Let's you get off. it on. <laughs>